Rapture Radio and streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. What do you need? What do you want? Can I not just live here without having to occasionally deal with you animals? Now, here's Christian Arcan and Tom King. Number two, it's Christian and King. This is ESPN New Hampshire, streaming live on ESPNNH.com. Nice to have you with us here today. Uh, streaming live on the TuneIn app as well. Going until uh, 3 in the afternoon. There's Jimmy Murphy. And then I believe we have uh, the game tonight. I believe. Westwood One's uh, yeah, broadcast so. of it. Yep. Uh, so make sure you keep it here on ESPN New Hampshire all day and all night. And then tomorrow, same thing. Just keep, keep doing Just it. Just keep it. Um, we will get back to the Patriots in a minute, but I wanted to talk about the Celtics for a brief second because uh, they had an interesting weekend. They're not doing so hot. They had that first game without uh, Isaiah Thomas, and yeah. they annihilated the Orlando Magic, <coughs> and that sparked probably <laughs> the quickest hot take of the year. Oh, they're better off without him? Which is that they're better off without Isaiah Thomas. Right, yeah. Can we put that to rest? Since uh, since they won that game and we all started saying that, yes, the New York Knicks passed them in the stands. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, I know because it's New a York, small sample size, that, but it that, still that's, happened. Okay? That's similar to everybody saying the New York Knicks are better off without with, without Carmelo Anthony. Right? You know, that's it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Your stars are your stars, and when they play well, you should win the game. Yeah. When they're not there, you should have a tough time, unless it's a different matchup. Mm-hmm. The Celtics in that Raptors game that was at TD Garden. On Friday. In that game, the Celtics shot pretty well. They kept the two guards of Toronto in check in the first half. And then in the second half, both of them just went off. Lowry went off, DeRozan. Both of those guys were Olympians last year, by the way. You know, people just blow the Raptors off like they're no big deal. They're not no. going to beat Cleveland, but they're, no, they're, but they're legit. Good. Yeah, they're, they're, they're the second-best team. team in the East. I agree. You know, and I mean, again, you beat, you beat a bad team without Isaiah Thomas, mm-hmm. and you lost to two decent teams with him. Yeah. I mean, or, or without, him, without him after that. So mm-hmm. you know, and they were close games. And you can't tell me thir- you can't tell me twenty points from Isaiah Thomas wouldn't have you know beaten it, yeah, either team. Of course it would have. Text- Texter said I would pay five million dollars to any ear doctor who could make it so I couldn't hear the show every time. <laughs> well, we got there's two there's two things you can do without getting the five million. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's, it's a click right or b earplugs. One of yeah. the other, you know, or you could uh, take a screwdriver, put it up to your ear, and just go. Yep, Dad, that'll you know, do it. Do one of those. Yep. Then you won't have to hear the show anymore. Right. Uh, <laughs> because the text that we get would probably be a little different. They'd probably I be more so. like, blah, blah. <laughs> Yeah, I think they would be a little strange. Um, so they, they shot pretty well. They just lost to the Raptors because the Raptors overwhelmed them in the second half, and they didn't have Isaiah Thomas. This game last night, this Thunder game, did you catch any of it? No. Didn't see a single minute. I was working most of the day, and... Uh, the only game I, the only thing I happened to catch was maybe the last two and a half quarters of the Giants game. Okay, well, and I, I saw a little bit of the Denver game. I had that on Directv. Okay, and I watched the end of that. I watched how Denver blew that, you know, blew that game. Right. The uh, Celtics had a couple of leads in this one. <clears throat> I want to say the biggest lead they had. They had seven point lead, I think, in the in the fourth quarter. And Russell Russell Westbrook there you go. was 
he was ridiculous. I mean, he was unbelievable. Oh, he's 37 gotta, points for him. Yeah, he's got to stand out there now. He could take two guys to the basket, throw up a shot, you know, like a floater, and bank it off the backboard from an impossible angle. And he was just, you know, he was just doing that over and over and over again. And you don't have anybody there saying they're better off without Russell Westbrook. No, do you it. certainly no, don't. Of course not. And there, no one's saying they're better off without Durant, but, you know. Yeah, you're right about that. But that's not to say that Isaiah Thomas is Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook's a pretty special player. Well, he, yeah, he's a special player. Isaiah Thomas happens to be the best player on the Celtics. I agree with that. They're not comparable, but you're not better off without your best player. Mm-hmm. That's just not – that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, the last couple seconds of this game <clears> – <throat> Yeah. Like, I think there was around 25 seconds left. Yeah. Game's tied up at 94. And uh, Al Horford, no, there's about 40 seconds left. Celtics have the ball, tie game. And they haven't done well in these. No, it's it's tied at 94. Right. Al Horford gets the ball at the top of the key. He looks to pass it to Terry Rozier just to start up the offense. Throws it right out of bounds. Just, I mean, they were Oops. about they were about five feet away from each other. Oops! And Horford just goes, Meh. yep, bounces away, lazy pass, bounces out of bounds, lazy play. I couldn't believe it. Lazy play. Sitting there going, "Are you serious? <laughs> did that did that really just happen?" Then, uh, the Thunder get the rebound, timeout, give it to Westbrook. He drives in, lays it up, ninety six, ninety four. Next play. Bradley drives to the basket, misses a layup, almost gets his own rebound, but him and Westbrook get tangled up, right? Jump ball. 21 seconds left. Avery Bradley against Russell Westbrook. How do you think that went in a jump ball? For the Celtics? Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. And Avery Bradley can kind of get up there. Yeah, he's, well, he, re, look at what he's done rebounding. Yeah. Russell Westbrook was like he, was, like he had uh, rocket shoes. He was touching the moon, yeah. Yeah. If you watch the play, I, I tweeted out a video of the of the jump ball just because it was amazing to me how high Westbrook got. But one thing I noticed when I taped it is that Bradley, knowing that he has to jump against this freak who was across from him, <laughs> he jumps up, puts his hand on the ref's head, and tries to like push himself up a little higher <laughs> to get with Westbrook. And he's still about he's a still foot not short. Gonna, yeah, still not going to do it. And the ref's like, hey, man. Westbrook has this. He's got the long reach. Yeah. That's what he's got. Yeah. And that really helps him. So he taps it over to, uh, you know, he taps it over to his own man. They take the lead. That was it. Celtics got, you know, Celtics got back in it. But, you know, by then it was, you know, Westbrook making free throws. And Mark Smart had a three. He could have tied it up with a three at the end of the game. But Oh, jeez. Yeah. You know that that's, uh, you know that that's not the case. Right. But if you had Thomas, you have more options at the end of the mm-hmm. game. And that's one of them. The Celtics this year are 8-7 and seven in what the NBA defines as clutch games. I'm reading this off of uh, Chris Forsberg's piece on ESPN.com. The score within five points in the final five minutes of the fourth quarter. That's a clutch game. Right. Uh, the Celtics are 8-7 and seven in games where that's, that happens. That's a uh, 533 winning percentage which is right in the middle of the pack. However, a closer look reveals that Boston's eight clutch wins have come against Brooklyn, 
Chicago, <laughs> Indiana, Dallas, Detroit, Minnesota, Sacramento, and Philadelphia. Opponents with a combined winning percentage of 34%, 56 and 107. Chicago's probably the best of those teams, right? Definitely, yeah. In addition to the three losses this week, Boston's clutch defeats also included Chicago, along with New Orleans, San Antonio, and Detroit. Teams with a combined winning percentage of about 60%, 168. That the Celtics have yet to produce a signature win is not news in these parts. It's been the dominant storyline in Boston this week. Well, besides a quick detour where someone foolishly wondered if the Celtics were better without Isaiah Thomas. After the team put together a rare 48-minute effort and a lopsided win over the Magic. The last two games have only hammered home just how much Boston misses Thomas, and he was technically injured in the second half of that Houston loss, too, after suffering the groin strain. Thomas has been one of the league's top fourth-quarter scorers, and Boston has struggled without him to lean on in the last two games that they've played. After Sunday's loss, the Celtics tried to express their uh, struggles against quality opponents. Marcus Smart says, words can't even explain it with this one. Well, try, Marcus. <laughs> uh, who was just short with a three-pointer that could have forced yeah, we'll, we'll overtime at the it. final buzzer. We'll explain it. Your best player's out. Their best player uh-huh. dominated. Yeah. End of story. By the way, Smart guarded Westbrook for most of the night. Yep. And Westbrook handed him 37 points. Yep. Uh, added Smart, it's got to stop. We play good for three quarters, first half, then we lay a goose egg in the fourth, and we let teams come back in and take over the game. Avery Bradley said, we're frustrated. We feel like we gave away two games in a row. Everyone's down, but it's our job to get back in the gym and fix all our mistakes and prepare for the next game. Who is that? That'd be the San Antonio Spurs. Okay. (laughs) Is that Wednesday night? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's going to be tough. In San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe they'll get lucky, and it'll be one of those games where Popovich rests the whole team. Maybe. That's true. they end up playing some, you know, some AAU team in Texas. Right, yeah. That could um, be. <laughs> it's possible, I guess. That could be. Although, when you, do it, when you rest the whole team at home, I don't think you would at home. I think you'd do it on the road. Maybe. Yep. You know what's crazy is uh, Russell Westbrook had 37 points, and um, I forget how many rebounds he had. I think 12 rebounds. Yeah. Six assists. Worst game he's played in eight games. Wow. Yeah. 37 points, 12 rebounds, six wow. assists. Wow. And that's the worst game he's played in any That snapped his seven-game triple-double streak. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's still averaging a triple-double. He's averaging 31 points, 11 assists, and 11 rebounds. Right now, right now, watching, seeing what he's done through much of the season, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, been, I've paid a little bit of attention to it. I mean, wouldn't you name him? Wouldn't, wouldn't he be the front-runner right now for MVP? I would say, yeah, he yeah, would. Yeah, I, I just think, you know, exactly. You take him away from that team, you're nothing. Well, you take away Davis from the Pelicans, they're nothing too. Right, that's true. They but, might be nothing but anyway. Yeah, see, they they, they can they're lose. eight and seventeen. Oklahoma City's fifteen and nine. Right, they lose seventeen with him or without him. Right, that's true. Uh, Westbrook. Okay, for these seven games, uh, it started on Friday, uh, the twenty fifth against Denver. Right, thirty six points, eleven rebounds, seventeen assists in that game. Right, against Detroit the next day, seventeen points, thirteen rebounds, fifteen assists. The 28th, 27, 17, and 14. 35, 14, and 11. 28, 17, and 12. 32, 13, and 12. 27, 10, and 10. And then last night he goes 37, 12, and 6. Unbelievable. Breaking up the triple-double streak at seven games. Unbelievable. Pathetic. Yeah, I know. Just, just what a loser. What? Huh? What a loser. What an embarrassment. I know, really, for crying out loud. <laughs> Something should have beaten them without Isaiah Thomas. Come on. Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> this, you know, the Isaiah Thomas, the thing is, 
is you tend to get giddy around here mm. about big wins over bad teams in a lot of sports. Yeah. I mean, I told you with the Patriots, right? With the people that they've got out, all right, that I said to you, I said, these, you know, the Rams game and a couple of games before that, everybody's going to feel good about what they're doing because they're, they're going to be playing bad teams. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and nobody will think it's, you know, there's a real crisis. It's when they hit that two-game stretch with Baltimore and Denver, that's when you have to, you know, start to see really what this team is all about. Yeah. But when you beat bad teams, everybody goes, oh, this team's good. They got this doing, this going. Look this how much better got, the defense is. This guy's playing well. Look at look at what's his face. Uh, you know, some Jared of those. Goff, yeah. Some of those. No, some of those. Uh, Van Noy, right? Yeah, yeah, Van Noy's a great player. You know, this guy's a great player. These guys that nobody heard of before, they're playing really well. Yeah, they're playing great against lousy teams. Mm-hmm. Once you start playing, that- once you start playing the good ones, you, you need your stars. Yeah. Once the Celtics started playing the good ones, they needed their star. They didn't have them. Yeah. There was a uh, there was a little bit of that a couple of years ago. With the Patriots? Yeah, there on was. The, on the defensive sure. line. Remember Chris Jones and those two kid, the kid that went to your high school? Yeah, Volano. In Volano, yeah. Yeah. Was it Joe Volano and... Joe Volano and Jones. Volano and Jones were... Chris un- Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. unsigned. Yeah. I mean, undrafted free agents. Yeah. And they, were, agents. and they were your number... They were your two... They were your two best, better defensive linemen. Yeah. And they played over every a game. stretch, right? And against bad teams. And then all of a sudden... They were fine. Right. And then they got... Pancaked. Yeah. Because that's what happens when you... Right. And now they're not in, and they're not here. Right. You know, Milano spent time on the practice squad the whole bit, and, and Jones was on, back and forth, back and forth, and then eventually cut as well. Yeah. Milano uh, plays... He's in Atlanta now. Milano's in Atlanta, yep. and Jones is somewhere else now, too, isn't he? He's on the practice squad. Was it Chris Jones? Jones? Yeah. Jones is still here? He's not on the practice squad still. He would have been scooped up. No, no, no. I was asking, is that his name? I couldn't yeah, remember. Yeah, I believe it's Chris. Chris. I believe it's Chris. Okay. Yeah. When was Volano here? Was it 2013? Uh, yes. Yes, 2013 was Volano's first year. Okay. Uh, let me see. Where's Jones? They were, they, were, um, they were together. Yeah. Jones, remember, in that in that year, 2013, that's when he got, that's when they got called for the uh, the hopping over somebody's back on the field goal attempt, remember? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Chris Jones Jets. is um, he's got to be somewhere. I think Volano's in Atlanta because Volano's smaller than Joe. Jones is a little bit bigger. Jones a lot bigger actually. All right, Jones was in uh, Miami and now he's in San Francisco. Okay. Oh jeez, the poor guy. Yeah. God, how'd the Jets do that yesterday? I thought they were down seventeen to six when I looked at the score. I didn't even bother to watch it. How did that happen? I don't know. They came in into overtime. I said, I am not watching any more of this. <laughs> I never saw it. What the hell else is on? I'll watch anything other than this. My God. By the way, the Jets, if the season ended today, Jets would have the sixth overall pick. Cleveland would have the first and the tenth pick in the first round if the season were to end. Well, you today. know what the big rage is right now, right? Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, yeah. all that stuff. All what do you, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, it's just, it's something that makes sense, but we've heard of these. I don't think that does make sense for Cleveland. For Cleveland? No. I don't think it does. Maybe you know, just to trade draft, one of those picks. Draft then again, a guy? If you're Cleveland, 
What the hell is the difference? Well, well who's... You can, you can make the draft pick. You can trade it away. It doesn't really matter. It's well, Cleveland, the... and it's not going to work. Well, the only, th- the only way it makes sense for them is if they sign Garoppolo long-term because he's a free agent after next year. Yeah, and so he'll play does... two years, and he'll say, get me the bleep out exactly. of here. This place so, is terrible. So they're better off drafting a kid with the number one pick mm-hmm. and, and developing yeah. a quarterback. Just like the kid they drafted this year, and just like Johnny Manziel, and just like Tim Couch, and just like all these well, other... Well, different people are in charge now, I think. It doesn't matter. You know? It's Cleveland. I they know. cannot. They can't do anything. They can't put an offense together. Who's the last coach that had the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs? Um, ding, 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 ding. Ding, hmm. ding, ding. Would that be? Ding, 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 ding. Romeo? Eh. No. Eh. Um. It was uh, what? Oh five, oh six, something like that. When they made the playoffs. Wasn't Romeo? I don't know who. Butch Davis. Davis. Back in yeah. 2000, uh, 2002 season. 2002, really? 2003 playoff. Yep. Butch Davis. From uh, my, no, Miami. From Miami, yeah. From Miami. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. He was hired. To, he was he was the, the grand poobah. He was coach, and he also picked the players. That's right. Yep. And they went 9-7 and seven that year. Yep. Made the playoffs and uh, they Tim lost. Couch. It was a Tim yes, Couch. Yeah, Tim Couch was his quarterback. That, they was lost. His, that was his last year. I don't know who they played in that playoff game. I'm not they sure. They played the Steelers. Ah, and they, only, and they yes. lost by three. Yeah, it was a close game. Yeah, it was. In fact, I remember that. I think they had the lead late and they, and they blew it. Yeah, they did. Yep. They were up 31, 33 21. Yes. Yep. And then the Steelers scored two unanswered. Right, right. Yep, no, I remember that. Because uh, the Giants played in the later game after that. That's the year the Giants blew the game against the 49ers mm-hmm. when they had a big lead and the 49ers came back and won it. <laughs> Kelly Holcomb versus Holcomb if you got Tommy him. Maddox. <laughs> Tommy Maddox. <laughs> in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Tommy Maddox was with the Steelers, correct? Yes. Yes. Before he went, or it was, you know. Before he beat, uh, that was. After that the was, XFL. Uh, yes, but where did Tommy Maddox... Go to college, UCLA. No, no. What famous quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback, Yeah. did Tommy Maddox take over for? Um, it wasn't in Pittsburgh. Nope. Phil Simms? I don't. A possible? That's another possible yeah. answer to it, because he was he was in he was with the Giants. Yeah, but I remember him taking over for somebody else. Um. Oh, that no, could have been El- not Elway, right? Yes, Elway, really? In Denver, Dan Reeves put him in charge. Put him in. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I, think, I thought he was in Denver in the early nineties. He was in Denver before he was in late eighties, early nineties. Well, Elway was there. Elway won his Super Bowls in the mid '90s. Right, right. El- El- Elway won his Super Bowls under Shanahan. Reeves was the coach when this happened. Okay. Yeah, Reeves benched Elway, put put Maddox in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was the end. Of, that was the beginning of the end of Dan Reeves and Dan. Gotcha. Yeah, because yeah, he yeah, was the first. He was a first round pick, and Elway didn't like it. Yeah, that's right. Right. Yep. And Elway was kind of in his prime. Yep. Sort of like when you know. <clears throat> 
drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or Ryan Mallett. Or any of the other quarterbacks that were drafted by Bill Belichick. Yeah. Uh, 603-883-9900 is your phone number. 883-9900. Uh, more on the Patriots-Ravens matchup when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Oh, are they playing tonight? I just, uh, Christian and King. <laughs> Listen live or watch the show live streaming on our Facebook at ESPN New Hampshire. I'm Chris Rose with NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Week 14 featured the usual thrills on the field. The Lions added their eighth comeback win of the season, beating the Bears 20-17. However, Matthew Stafford dislocated his right middle finger and tore ligaments in the process as well. The Dolphins kept their playoff hopes alive, besting the cards, but Ryan Tannehill suffered what is believed to be a torn ACL. Meanwhile, the Steelers were carried by Le'Veon Bell's franchise record of 236 yards on the ground and three touchdowns. Pittsburgh gets the W 27-20 over the Bills. The Titans surprised the reigning champs, edging out the Broncos 13-10. And it wasn't a pleasant outing for Russell Wilson, who threw five picks in Seattle's 38-10 loss at Green Bay. Finally, Janoris Jenkins came up big time for the Giants' D to beat the Cowboys 10-7, snapping Dallas's 11-game win streak. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. Don't keep your favorite memories buried in the basement. With everyone gathered for the holidays, now is the perfect time to send those old photos, cassettes, and home videos to Legacy Box, where we transfer your cherished memories to DVD or thumb drive and send them back to you in digital form, ready to watch, share, and relive. And for a limited time, go to LegacyBox.com slash GoSports to get a 40% discount on your order. That's LegacyBox.com slash GoSports. LegacyBox.com slash GoSports. I'm Jay Farner, president of Quicken Loans. Recently, mortgage rates have dropped to the second lowest level in history. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is all the way down to 4.125%. APR, 4.82%. It's a great time to refinance with Quicken Loans and save hundreds every month. So lock in this ultra-low rate before it goes back up. Call 800-QUICKEN. That's 800-QUICKEN. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS consumer access. The Patriots host the Baltimore Ravens on Monday Night Football this week in a game with major playoff implications. This is ESPN New Hampshire's Pete Terrier, inviting you to join me and the Coors Light Girls for a night of fun, prizes, and football at Kimball's Cavern in Pembroke. The Cavern is a great spot to watch sports with tasty food, tons of TVs, and ice-cold Coors Light for only two bucks during the game. Watch the Pats take on the Baltimore Ravens this week on Monday Night Football at Kimball's Cavern, 351 Pembroke Street in Pembroke. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire Deals page. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Liz. Welcome to Lowell Jewelry and Loan. The economy is pretty rough right now, and if you're looking for a short-term loan, banks aren't making it any easier. Sometimes it can take up to 60 days to get approved. That's crazy! We truly are in the business to lend money and put cash in your hands instantly. Bring in any item and we'll give you cash. We also give you four months before making your first payment. Call or come see us today. Our reputation is impeccable. Lowell Jewelry and Loan on Merrimack Street. 
game plans. That's how you handle tough opponents. So when you're up against cold weather, make sure your game plan starts with a dependable, proven, tough Duralast battery. That's why AutoZone is the only place that carries a full range of Duralast batteries. They're designed to deliver more power during startup and stand up to even the harshest conditions and temperatures of 40 below zero. Cold weather's coming, so out-tough the temperatures with the Duralast battery. Proven tough and available only at AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Did you know there are medical grants available for families struggling with child health-related expenses? The United Healthcare Children's Foundation is currently seeking grant applications from families in need of financial assistance to help pay for their child's health care treatments, services, or equipment not covered or not fully covered by their commercial health insurance plan. Grants are often used to pay for medical services and equipment such as physical, occupational, and speech therapy, counseling services, surgeries, prescriptions, wheelchairs, orthotics, eyeglasses, and hearing aids. Parents and legal guardians may apply for grants up to $5,000 at www.uhccf.org. That's www.uhccf.org. To be eligible for grants, children must be 16 years of age or younger, families must meet economic guidelines, reside in the United States, and have a commercial health insurance plan. Families do not need to have insurance through United Healthcare to be eligible. Last year, the United Healthcare Children's Foundation awarded medical grants to more than 2,000 children. This has been a public service message from the United Healthcare Children's Foundation. Want some new digs? Check out our new apparel that's ready for you on our website, ESPNNHradio.com. Six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred. That's your phone number. Eight eight three nine nine zero zero. You can text in here at eight four five eight two seven twelve fifty. It's Christian and King. Uh, texter in the six zero three. Says if the Ravens lose tonight, are they still a playoff team? Yeah, they still have a chance at it. They have a chance. Yeah. Do you think they will still be a playoff team if they lose? Well, I tonight? mean, there's a lot going on. I mean, the a- the AFC West is really the. Uh, See, you could have two wild card. The wild teams. West is what it is. Yeah. yeah, you have two wild card teams out of there, possibly. The Ravens lose tonight; they're seven and six. Yes, it's going to be tough for them. It, it is going to be tonight. tough for them, but I don't know what their rest of their schedule is. Rest of the Ravens' schedule is: yep. Patriots, home against the Eagles, at Steelers, at Bengals. Not exactly murderous row. Th- two out of three should take two out of two three. Out of three. My guess is the Ravens are a nine and seven team. I don't think that does it. I don't think it will. They have to beat the Patriots. But then again, you've got the Broncos as a possible 9-17. and 17. If they beat the Patriots, they can win out, I think. Bengals aren't going to beat them, and they could beat the Steelers and the Eagles. You know? yeah, Eagles could beat that, that one. Where's that, game, where is that game against Pittsburgh? In Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's, that's not easy to do. You, you, you know, that's, that's, that's a, that's, they have that's Cincinnati tough. on New Year's Day. Yeah. Well, that's the last day of the, the NFL regular Because there's no place I would rather welcome and, and greet the year 2017 than Cincinnati, Ohio. How about that? Huh? Yeah, that's yeah. where I that's where I want to be. Yeah. When we say goodbye to 2016 forever, I want to be a place like Cincinnati I've, or Detroit. I've, 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 greeted the, I've greeted the year in Foxborough before. Or, uh, I don't know, Bridgeport, Connecticut or something like that. Oh, That'd please. be nice, too. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I've greeted the year in Foxborough. They're yeah. New Year's Day games. Yeah, this year, the, the Patriots will greet the New Year in Miami, who will not have Ryan Tannehill as their quarterback. Yeah. Matt Moore. <laughs> yeah, that shouldn't be a big deal. I remember right? Matt Moore? And he played against the... He played against the Green... He, he played... He played a really good game against the Patriots on a Sunday night. We talked about this uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Right. It was the last game the Packers lost before they ended up winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was that Matt Moore or Matt Flynn? Oh, wait a minute. You're right. Was it was Matt, Matt Flynn. Flynn. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Matt, Matt, wrong one. Matt wrong Moore. Matt. Yeah, wrong Matt. Matt yes, Moore. Matt Moore's still quarterbacking? <gasps> Jeez. Still doing it. <sighs> Going to back up. It feels like he's been a backup in Miami for his entire career. That's exactly it. And he started against the Patriots. Yeah. He started, if I'm not mistaken. Moore actually started with the Cowboys, went to the Panthers, and has been with the Dolphins since 01. Yeah. Since 2011. Yeah, and he started for, if I'm not mistaken, he quarterbacked that Miami, uh, a Miami win in Foxborough. Over the Patriots? I feel like he did, Yeah, it was a game that wasn't, you know, didn't count for anything, you know. Patriots didn't start any of their people. Yeah. They had held out everybody just about. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Matt yeah. Moore's career backup. Yeah, but I didn't think if their running game going, they can win. You know, they can win some games. But They, they haven't had their running game really going at all. Yeah. Uh, Ayahi, Ayaji, whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, he, he hasn't been hurt from it in a while. 20 carries, 48 yards. No, that's not going to do it. No. No, not going to do it. Uh, Tannehill had better yards per carry than oh, Ajayi did. Um, but unfortunately, and look where it got him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that was, I mean, that was a tough one. You know what that play looked like? The Tannehill play. It looked I didn't like, see it. Looked like Brady in 08 Ugh. when Pollard landed on him. Well, everybody was thinking that he was done. You know, torn ACL. Everybody he's still pro- he's still probably done. Probably. You know, there's there's a very slim chance that he'll come back this year because the Dolphins are going to have to get to the playoffs without him, and then maybe he'll come back then. But I don't think... And if he comes back then, how good will he be? Right. How mobile will he be? The Dolphins have to play the Jets, Bills, and Patriots. And that's just to get to... They have to beat all three of them to get to... With Tannehill, I could say they could do it. Well, they get to 11-5, and actually. If they went out, they'd be 11-5. and The Dolphins right now are one of the biggest impediments to the Ravens if they lose this game tonight. That's true. You know? I mean, the Ravens' best chance to get in is, I mean, anybody's best chance, right? Anybody's best chance right now to get in is to win your division. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really what it comes down to. You've got to win your division. And then the wild card games, the wild card teams, you've got to figure Oakland and Kansas City, one of those two is going to be a wild card. They've already got right. 10 wins, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now it's just a race to see what, what you know, what loser ends up with the other, with the other wild card. You know, and it's it and it, and right now Miami is you know one of the teams you're looking at. Yeah. Do you think that the fact that the Patriots, I mean, you have to really go back and think about when's the last time they were challenged for the division. You know, it's been a while. Oh, oh eight, oh eight came down to the last weekend. Of the yeah, that's the last time, and that was without Brady. The last time a Brady team was challenged really for the division. Uh, the, the year they lost it. In yeah. in 02, they 02. had to play the Jets on a Sunday night, and it was basically the winner was going to win the division. Mm-hmm. And Pennington was – so everybody forget Chad Pennington was a good quarterback for the Jets. Uh, at first, everybody forgets yeah. that. At first, he, then he got hurt. That's right. all. I mean, he got hurt. That's all that happened to him. Was he, he just got hurt. 
and um, and when he was when he was healthy, he carved up the Patriots. Yeah, he really carved up, carved them up, and he beat them on a Sunday night. And I remember I did it was back in the, back then. Channel Nine used to do a pregame show mm-hmm. for some of the primetime games if they were on you know uh, you know on their on their station, and uh, and I was down on the field. And Jamie Staten was talking to me, and he said, "What do you think the Jets are going to have to do?" And I said, "They're going to have to ride their quarterback." Right. And he was mm-hmm. great. Mm. And he and he outplayed Brady that night, and that was in two thousand two. That was before Brady was really, yeah. really, really Brady. Before he was himself. In oh yeah. nine, the Patriots beat the Jets by one game. They went ten and six, and the Jets went nine and seven. But the Jets were seven and seven when the Patriots were ten and five. It was yeah. It was the, they were you already know, they they were already there. I mean, already it was, there. Yeah, it was exactly. over, and they it was one game, but right. they everything had to work out fine just for them to get right. to that one game. It was they never really challenged for it. Um, the other year uh, when they had the ten wins, yes, that we were just talking about yeah the Denver year, the Denver year that was two thousand and five. Yep, and in two thousand and five, excuse me, the uh, Dolphins went nine and seven. Yep, so it was one game. It was one game again, but you'll remember that year too. The Patriots were seven and five, and then they won three straight games to go to ten and five. They went into that Dolphins game at the end of the year. They were ten and five. The Dolphins beat them, and that made the Dolphins nine and seven. They were eight and seven going into that game. The Patriots were ten and five going into that game. Right. So the Dolphins really didn't challenge them for the division again, no, no. and that was the team they played at the end of the year. No, it was no. never in doubt what was going to happen there. If the Patriots lose tonight, they still have a two-game lead with three to play. Right. So that's still not really a challenge. So I guess the question's this. A team like the Ravens, that on a pretty yearly basis, I would say, is either challenged by the Bengals or the Steelers, not the Browns so much, but definitely the Bengals or the Steelers, on a year-in, year-out basis, you never know at the beginning of each season which of those three teams is going to emerge as the winner of the division, right? Right, right. I mean, you hardly ever do. Right. Um, And it's usually because the three of them are pretty good. In the South, you don't necessarily know who it's going to be because the Colts and the Texans outstink each other, and you know there it goes. But in the in this in the North, you sort of it's competitive. You know, it's three good teams generally fighting it out. Does that give the Ravens an edge over the Patriots in games like this? The fact that they oh, because they have to play tougher games. Yes, that they're sort of feeling the pressure. They have to get into that kind of mindset a little bit sooner. They they don't they can't afford to worry about things like well, you know resting their let players. Let me tell you. And doing let me tell you stuff. something. I would ordinarily say the answer to that is yes. But try this on for size. Mm. The Ravens have lost. They're two and two in the playoffs. Right. Against the Patriots. Lost the last two on the previous oh, and two. Two and two in the playoffs against mm-hmm. the Patriots. Guess what they are against the Patriots in the regular season? Oh, bad, right? Seven out of eight. Yeah. So the answer to that is no. Mm. The answer to that question has to be no. Because the Ravens lose almost every time in the regular season to the Patriots. True. Almost every time. Playoffs, different story. Mm-hmm. Is it really seven out of eight? Seven out of eight. It's a lot. You would think. How about that? Huh? Bring something to the table. Right. You would think that with the two, with the playoff wins, that wouldn't be the case. Right, but it's a different story. Mm. You know, seven out of eight. 
And that goes all the way back to before, like that goes back to Brian Billick, right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because they don't play each other, you know, every year. They don't play no, each other. No, they don't. Every year. I'm trying. I wonder what the record is just against Harbaugh and his team. Well, I mean, I, I think it's still. Because the Patriots didn't have a lot of trouble with Billick's teams, really. I mean, no. No, they did that Monday night game, but they that, won. Well, yeah, that but one Monday won night it. game. They but still they won. won it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Seven that in 07. Yeah, that was it. Seven out of eight. And the one game they, the Ravens won, that was the, the game with the replacement rest, where the field goal, Tucker's field goal, looked like it was, eh, could have been over the crossbar, could have been wide of the crossbar. Right. No. You know? Or no, wasn't it? It went over the top of yeah, the. Yeah, it went over yeah. the top. And, and Bel, Belichick wanted it reviewed, and he grabbed a ref. Mm-hmm. Replacement ref. Got away with it. He could get fined. Didn't he get fined? He didn't get suspended. He got fined. Pretty sure. It was a Sunday night game. It was an early season Sunday night game. Yeah. <coughs> but that's the only regular season game they've lost to this team. Mm. So. I can't find it. You know what I'm looking for, right? Uh, no. I mean, that's assault and battery in a oh, lot of there cases. You go. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, how'd you find that? It's still in there. Oh, my Lord. Amy, Amy, what's Amy Lawrence? I mean, that's assault and battery in a lot of cases. Amy Lawrence. Oh, my God. Remember, I was in, I was in California that week. Yeah. And you were with Peralt and, oh, yeah, and that he grilled her. Uh, yeah, and, no, that didn't that didn't go well. And she texted me while I was in she California. She said I'll never go on again. She said I'm not doing the show anymore yeah, if he's no. ever if he's ever the host. I right. said, what, what happened? I know. Yeah. He was not very nice. I said, Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh my god. I remember So I that. asked Matt about it. I said, Matt, what happened? He goes, Oh, she's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they weren't yeah, they weren't yeah, they weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Not a marriage made in heaven there. No. 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 But that was the only game they've lost in the regular season. Yeah. To this team. It's true. So it's it's kind of it's kind of interesting. In the Harbaugh era, they're seven and eight overall. They're probably like one and three or something in one the Harbaugh three, one era. Four or something like that. Which is still, I mean, that means they usually win. But yeah, I mean, regular you throw season, in those playoff games and it's a different. You know, story. I mean, yeah. Harbaugh came to Gillette one year and he had a you know had had them on the ropes or it looked like he could have had them on the ropes and he let him he didn't didn't you know I don't know had his quarterback doing some strange stuff and they lost. I don't think Flacco, I don't know if Flacco was their quarterback or not at the time, but. Hmm. but but yeah, you know. Yeah, it's just been you know it's been a uh, it's been a you would think that it's not that that's not the case. It's the playoff games that that give everybody the impression that they're a tough team to face, and it's not a bad impression. They are. Mm-hmm. You know, they were they were up by two scores. Yeah, two years ago, it took it took the 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 eligible and ineligible. And the halfback, op- the, I mm-hmm. mean, the Edelman option to Amendola. You know, it yeah. took those plays to rescue the Patriots. Otherwise, if they had to go toe to, and, and here's your point, if they had to go toe to toe with that team, they were going to lose. They had to pull rabbits out of their hats. True. Now tonight, tonight, an offense without Gronkowski. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Is it's, and a it's defense different. that has been scored on by everybody right. from Ryan Fitzpatrick to Colin Kaepernick to everyone except Brock Osweiler. Well, every, everyone except uh, Jared And Jared Goff. Goff. Everyone except Osweiler and Goff has scored or at least moved the ball with some sort of success against right, this defense. Right. It's happened. They haven't done enough to win the games, but they have been they have been successful. They've been able to, you know, do what they've they've had to do. And that Ultimately, I think is is what's got most Patriots fans concerned about this game, and I think that's perfectly reasonable. Sure. There's no there's no reason to think that this game is going to be a total departure from what they usually are. And we've seen the Patriots in the past 
you know, beat up on on bad teams, and then you see a game like this and realize, oh, wait a minute, maybe they're not quite that good this year. Maybe this just isn't their year. And these are the sort of games where you either figure out that or the opposite of that, which is, okay, this team's got something. They're not going to just go away. Look at how they stood up to the Ravens and beat them at home. I mean, yeah. that that's that's important. Right. And this is an important test for them and for everybody. I mean, we'll see we'll see what Belichick comes out with. We'll see what this defense can do. And we'll see how Brady runs the offense against the tough defense with no Gronkowski. I mean, that's if they can win a game with all that, that's, that's important. It is. It is. Because that's the rest of this year. You know? It's the rest of the season. And they might not have to play a team like the Ravens again, but they got the Broncos next week. That's well, they got a break. Finish. They got a break now because the two quarterbacks they're going to face. Right. The, 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 I'm talking about Brady and the offense. Right. Now. But the, after, Brady and the offense doesn't face the other team's quarterback. No, no. But they're going to face the Jets, who aren't very good defensively. All right? They got Denver's defense. That's one thing. Hmm. Then they're going to face the, the Jets, who aren't very good defensively. And then they're going to face the Dolphins, who are, you know, they have 34 points to the Ravens. Right. So, and the quarterbacks are going to face after tonight. After tonight. The quarterbacks they will face. Mm-hmm. Trevor Simeon. Yep. Bryce Petty. Mm-hmm. And Matt Moore. Not great, Bob. If they don't finish with the number one seed, I'll be stunned. I'll be stunned. If they don't finish with the number one seed, then they do not deserve much, right? I mean, exactly. They, it's they can't all, take care of business against teams. It's all now the Miami game. I thought that could have been a wild card. Game. All right, that could have been tough. Now you take Tannehill out of the equation. Although Tannehill, everybody says you know Tannehill's got his faults. Well, he may, he may, but he's better than Matt Moore. That's why oh, yeah. he started. Definitely. So, and, and Simeon can play, but Denver can't run the ball. Mm-hmm. So it just and, and Simeon's foot you could tell was bothering him yesterday. It was it was bother, bothering him a little bit. It took away a little bit of his range of motion. Yeah. So, but that's that's what you got, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, if everybody's gonna panic after tonight, don't panic if they lose this game. Right. I don't think they will, but don't panic if they All lose. Right. This game. Tom has to leave early because he has to get down to Foxborough seven hours before the game starts for some reason. So what we're yes. going to do is come back. We'll do our picks from the weekend, and then we'll uh, bid farewell to Tom King as he makes his way down to... Uh, nice furniture there. I can just take a nap. And, uh-huh. That's really nice. I know. Isn't that, isn't that <laughs> sleep on a bench. Uh, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is Christian and King. This is your home for the Boston Red Sox. You're listening to ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Remillard with ESPN New Hampshire Student Athlete of the Month of November with Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North. How are you? Thank you so much. You broke Nashua North's high school across goal record as a junior. So that was obviously a really special game. We were playing against Merrimack. Definitely a really great game and it was really exciting, but I couldn't have done it without my teammates helping me out and getting the ball and feeding it to me and their support and my coaches' support. What's your favorite thing about playing lacrosse? So I love getting the ball and transitioning it from whether it be defense to offense, getting it from the draw and just like sprinting down as fast as I can and getting it to my team. I really like the teamwork and effort. On here I'm seeing some volunteer work at the Nashua Soup Kitchen. Yep, I'm involved a lot in like within my school and like sports in my community. 
National Food Kitchens One. I'm also the Vice President of National Honor Society. I'm a leader in Italian Connections. I'm a leader in Team Titan. I'm actually the Secretary of the Class of 2017. And where are you looking at going to school, Gabby? I'm actually committed to play um, lacrosse at UNH. What is your inspiration to go above and beyond? My parents have always been there to support me and to believe in me, and I think that has really helped me become like the athlete I am and always reach for the stars and to go with all my heart, push to be the athlete and the person I am. So they definitely inspire me so much. That was Gabrielle Masseur from Nashua North, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. New York peace of mind. Let's discuss a little bit of the Derek Rose trade. I think he needed to start fresh. I think New York is the perfect place for him. He loves being in a city. He loves being under the bright lights. I think him, Mello, and Porzingis is an interesting, you it's know, interesting. it's curious how everybody melts yeah. together. He has been a league average point guard, but as we were touching on already, is significantly better than what the Knicks had. Starting now, the Knicks are in a much better place than they were three days ago. Every Saturday from 2 to 4, here on ESPN New Hampshire. Come experience all the joys of living at Bedford Green. Only steps from the Merrimack River and Heritage Walking Trails, the Bedford Green offers some of the largest floor plans in the area with a convenient location only minutes from Manchester. Bedford Green is the town's newest luxury living address featuring granite counters, stainless steel appliances, natural light and spacious layouts, and offers easy accessibility to restaurants, shopping, and all the major highways. Visit BedfordGreenNH.com. In southern New Hampshire, there's only one choice when it comes to the best in orthopedic care. New Hampshire Orthopedic Center has been providing award-winning treatment for all orthopedic conditions for over 40 years. Chances are one of our physicians has helped someone you know get back in motion. Voted best orthopedic office by union leader three years running. Voted top doctors 30 times by peers in New Hampshire Magazine. Tell your primary care physician you'd like to see a specialist at New Hampshire Orthopedic Center. We keep bodies in motion. Visit NHOC.com for more information. This is the Granite Station for Granite Roots. This is ESPN New Hampshire. It's the National Football League. A very busy day yesterday. A potpourri, if you will, of exciting football. And in the picks, we begin at Miami. The Miami Dolphins. I took the Dolphins getting two points from Arizona. Yes. They end up winning this game outright, 26-23. 
a win for me. And I won Thursday night's game, too, by the way. I picked the Cardinals. Don't know why. Yep. They're such a disappointment. Maybe the most disappointing team in the NFL this year, other than the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, I would say those two teams. One and two, two right? One and one A, a even, yeah. Two, two teams that played in the NFC Championship game last yeah, year. Both of them going to miss the playoffs this year. We go to Tennessee, to Nashville. The Tennessee Titans. They were favored by a point. Yes. You took Denver in the point. I took the Titans. The Titans win outright. They win by three. 13 to 10. Two wins for me. And then we go to Carolina. Boy, the San Diego Chargers. Have they quit on a year or what? Yeah, they have. I thought they would go out there and at least, you know, keep it respectable. So did Timmy I thought Butts. it was going to be a, uh, yeah. You know, they see Phillip Rivers against that defense. I don't know. It seemed like there was a possibility there for, for something, and I, I felt confident making that pick. But, nope, instead uh, instead the Panthers go out there and just whip their ass, basically. That's the final score in that game, 28-16 to 16 in favor of Carolina. It wasn't even that close. No. Garbage time made that, that, that game within 12. At one point, I'm looking at possibly sweeping. The 49ers are up 17-6 to six on the right. Jets. <laughs> they are giving the Jets two and a half points. I took the San Francisco 49ers, figuring Colin Kaepernick is the better quarterback than Bryce Petty. True. Woe is me. The Jets come back and win in OT by a score of 23-17. So, that's the only game I lose because... We go to Lambeau Field, which has field turf now. There's no frozen tundra anymore. Yeah, I know. That's not fair. Pretty lame. I know. But anyway, it did snow, and they, vacu- they, they plotted off. The Seattle Seahawks, what happened to them? Wow. So I picked Green Bay. They were getting three points at home. The Seahawks, they're just not a, a, a road cold weather. You know, I don't know. They, they, they played two, lost two out of three. And uh, they lose in a big way. Green Bay getting three points on top of winning 38-10. to 10. Then we go to the Meadowlands. And this is where I am, well, <clears throat> I picked the Cowboys. You picked the Giants. You would have won anyway. Mm-hmm. The Giants end up winning outright by a score of 10-7. to 7. They were getting three and a half points. So surprised me. I'm glad the Giants won. Disappointed that I lost two games. So I end up taking four out of six. I was at 17 down. And now I'm at 15 down. But before we leave it, we should see how I did against Timmy Buttons. Yes, let's see. Oh, my goodness. Timmy Buttons picked the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> they lose. Yeah. Obviously. Yes, they lose big to Cincinnati 23-10. He picked Cleveland. Yep. To cover what, five? It wasn't five. even a big spread. Five. What in God's name? What, because RG3 was back? I don't know. Did you see, in that game, Griffin threw a pass to his fullback, and the guy was standing in the end zone. And Griffin, it was a play action. Griffin turned around and couldn't believe it. There's a guy wide open right there in the end zone. No one in Cincinnati covered him. Throws it to him. Dropped right it. in the hands, dropped it. No one was close to him, and he didn't have to move. He didn't have to move at all. He just put his hands up, and the ball bounced off his hands. It was hilarious. These things do happen. Mm. Timmy Buttons, like you, picked Denver. 
I win that one. Yeah. He also picked the Buffalo Bills over the Pittsburgh Steelers. He discounted the effect of Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. He also picked the San Diego Chargers to win. That's four. Mm. All right. I lost the 49er game. He picked he picked the he picked the Jets. He thought the Jets would win. And he also thought Seattle would beat Green Bay. I took five out of six from Tilly Buck. So, so I won five out of six from him, four out of six from you. It's fifteen with three weeks to play. I gotta win by five each week. Yep. I can do it. I can come back. Sure. I can come back. And why? Because this is the National Football League. There you have it. We both picked uh, the Ravens to cover the seven tonight. Yes, we did. Yeah. So I uh, won't change there. I think a lot of people did. I'm surprised the spread is that is that far. I kind of am, too. I thought it would be like five. But you, know? you would also have to assume that most of the people wagering on this game probably aren't Patriots fans. I think Patriots fans know better than to bet on a Ravens game these days. Right. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You're right. No, good point. I wouldn't do it. No, good point. Yeah. Yep. And other people around the way, you know, it's it's still the Patriots. They're still ten and two and meanwhile Baltimore is seven and five, so you know that's that's the difference. You know, there's a good friend of John Harbaugh's. Bill Belichick? Well no. I mean, you know, they're they they're cordial. I mean Belichick, you know, got him the job in mm-hmm. in, in a way. Yeah. John Harbaugh's buddy happens to be one, Sean McDonough. Is that right? Yes. Really? Yep. Hmm. Talked about that earlier in the week. So, what do you think of McDonough this year? Um. Well, I told you I had to get used to it because I heard his voice, and I would be thinking that you know uh, Texas is playing UCLA, you know, in college football. Mm-hmm. Be thinking there's a college football game on because that's what I he's been doing for all these falls for years. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I think he's done a great job. I mean, he's great to listen to. Very candid. Doesn't hold back. The product's not very good. He'll let you know. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think what's more important is what does the NFL think of Sean McDonough this year? I personally think he's not been that great. I know you do. I know it. And I've liked some things but, you I mean, said. I, I liked I've... how he goes after the officiate. I like that he's candid. But with Gruden, him and Gruden together. They don't seem to. Uh, it's not like Tariqo. It's not the same. No. Is it? No, it's not. And it's almost like, like I like the idea of him doing it. And I remember him and Remy, you know? I thought McDonald would be great for this. All those years, him and Remy, he really, you know, brought Remy. He, he created Remda. I mean, that all, you know. Right. That happened with McDonough. Right. But He'd be baseball, good dealing with this goofy guy. But, but baseball mm. is more relaxed. Right. That's more relaxed. You can get into conversations. You can do certain things. Football, it's bang, 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 bang. You yeah. know what I mean? And, 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 and Gruden is so technical with what he says. Right. You know, so that's the that's a little bit different. But you know, I I don't know. It's it's weird how that works. Yeah. But yeah, you you're right. I would have thought that would have been you know. But but again, Gruden's already been created. They didn't need McDonough to create him. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you do. Um. So they didn't need that. I know. We'll see. We'll see how tonight goes. Well, I won't hear it. Yeah, it's true. You won't. I'll listen to it. I'll give you a full recap give a, tomorrow. Give me a recap. Yep. we got to take a break. 603-883-9900 is the phone number. Tom has to go because he has to beat the traffic, get down to Foxborough, and cover this game tonight between the Patriots and the Ravens. So goodbye, Tom. 
And uh, I got one. You got one more hour with me, just me, coming up here next on Christian and King. Don't go anywhere. This is ESPN New Hampshire. We'll be right back. If you've been putting off a home improvement project because your budget's a little tight, we'll put it off no longer. Nashua Wallpaper is your one-stop decorating center for cabinets, countertops, flooring, wallpaper, window treatments, and especially paint and supplies. Shop from their complete paint tool section and save big on brand names like Benjamin Moore and California Paints. Find out more at NashuaPaint.com. These are not ponies, because this is Budweiser. Brewed the hard way, not the easy way. And with 12 breweries across the country, Budweiser isn't small or imported. This is the famous Budweiser beer. It's not backing down, and it hasn't since 1876. Budweiser, this Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or baskimaging.com. Good morning, everyone. I'm Mark Rosenthal. Here's what's happening for today. Snow around this morning, piling up 3 to 5.